we've identified what the problem is. We've discussed a, a variety of, of solutions to it. Um, the most obvious solution is to bring in some showing agents to help our agents out so they can effectively be in two places at one time. Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi here, the media director at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So rather than us guessing at what it is you want to hear about, we just listen to what you want to hear about. Um, so if you are listening and you have a question, the way to ask us a question is go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel. You can join the Facebook group, the referral network, and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind, which is a course where Brian and I take everything we've learned in the last six plus years of creating videos together and put it into a nice little package and help shortcut your learning curve so you can go out and crush it with video like we have. So love for you guys to join us on thewhistleway.com. If you enjoy the podcast today, I'd really appreciate if you are watching on YouTube, if you can hit a, give it a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell so you get updated of future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review on there, uh, that really means a lot to us and will go a long way in, in helping share the message that we're going to share with you guys today. So with that said, what are we talking about, Brian? So we've been talking within our leadership team for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've been kicking around this idea. Uh, we went into it pretty deep on Friday. Um, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of share the conversation we had within our our group with kind of others out there. Um, partially, one, because we like to come from contribution. But two, I'd love to hear what they're doing. And hashtag core value. Hashtag core value. Uh, but also to hear what, what people on the interwebs, on oh the boy. podcast network, on the Facebook groups, oh uh, what they're doing with this model and how they're utilizing it. And so we can, uh, when, when and if we decide to implement it, it can be done at the best possible way and that's all around showing agents is is hi, having someone dedicated either to a person or to a team um and their job is to show buyers homes um to kind of get that time off of the the, the rainmaker or the lead agent or whatever you call them kind of take that time off of them so i know you've done some research and you've looked at a couple different models yeah, so the reason that we're in this scenario right now is that there is, one, there's very little inventory right now. So as a buyer's agent, you're having to show a lot more homes in this market than you were in the market 18 months ago um, because there's a lot less homes for sale and there's a lot more buyers competing for that limited supply of homes for sale. So where previously you typically could get your buyer into escrow within like two or three offers. Now it might take you 12 or 13 offers to get that same buyer in escrow. So you're having to show significantly more homes in this market. And so we're starting to see that a lot of our agents are overwhelmed and they're hitting their capacity. And that's not fun. Anytime you're operating and it's beyond your capacity, it's just not a, it's not a pleasant experience for you as the agent because you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, and uh, that's not a lot of fun. 
And then a lot of times you pass that stress on to your friends and to your family, and, and that's not a good experience. Who else do you pass that stress on to is your clients. Because now you're so stressed out, what ends up happening is you're dropping the ball, you're forgetting the little details, you're you know not remembering things because you're not utilizing your CRM and logging your conversations and, and all those little details, you're forgetting a lot of stuff. So now you're providing a bad experience to your clients as well. And so you're just, you're burning the candle at both ends and it's, it's not a good experience for anybody. So we've kind of identified that that's been a problem within our company recently. Um, part of it is we have a massive amount of leads that are coming in. Like our lead flow is more than it's ever been. And then we have a badass ISA department in the company who's setting a ton of appointments. They set over a hundred appointments for our agents last month. So between the lead flow and the appointment flow that we have coming in, like our agents are slammed, um, which there's way worse problems that we could be Absolutely. having. I mean, we've had a lot of problems over the years, but um, this isn't the worst problem to have, but it is a problem. And so one of the things that we've learned, we run our company on a system called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, uh, EOS. You could either read the book Traction or Rocket Fuel if you want to learn more about it. Um, one of the things that we've learned within EOS is uh, something called IDS, which is Identify, Discuss, and Solve. And identifying what is the root issue. So, right, if our agents are telling us we're stressed out, we just don't have any time, and the market's crazy, like, okay, that's the, the problem that's being brought to us, but let's identify what the true issue is. And the true issue, the true issue is the market, right? The, the fact that between the, the combination of the lead flow and appointment flow that we have for our agents, combined with the current market and the limited supply of homes and the, the, the um, surplus of demand, which is creating a lot of competition, it's understandable that there's just not enough time. You can only be in one place at one time. Yep. And you know, in this market too, you're, you risk losing buyers. If a good home hits the market, you realize pretty quickly that if you don't go see that home immediately, that it might be too late yeah. because there's a lot of agents right now and sellers who put a home on the market, they get the number they're looking for day one, they take it and the, the home's gone. Like it's hard, you can't like today, we're recording this on a Monday, you can't see a home on Monday and be like, yeah, we should go look at that this weekend. Like that's not flying no. in 2021. You're going to lose the home. It's gonna be gone by the weekend more often than not. So you Unless gotta- it's something really jacked up. Yeah, if it's still available on the weekend, that, that might be a red flag. Um, or it's, it's luxury or something. Five days on market, ugh, what a trash heap. <laughs> Yeah, you get to double digits now. That's like a year. Every day is like a month right now. If you ask sellers, like, it's been three days. What's going on? Like, this, this is my house okay? Do they not like my house? It's, like, it's been three days, chill. Um, so that's the thing is buyers want to see these homes immediately. So how can we accommodate? Well, we can either go get a ton more agents um, or we can try to help the existing agents that we have. And so that's the thing that we've been working on is we've identified what the problem is. We've discussed a, a variety of, of solutions to it. Um, the most obvious solution is to bring in some showing agents to help our agents out so they can effectively be in two places at one time. And people will say, well, you could just keep adding more agents, adding more agents. Well, if we've got really good agents, there's agents that we know, like, and trust that we can give them a lead or give them an appointment. We know that they can close that. Let's stick with what we know, stick with who we know that knows how to convert and let's figure out how do we duplicate them. Well, it's the same thing kind of like with getting uh, new clients, right? It's, it's easier to nurture the relationships with past clients and your sphere. Um, that's where the, 
where all the gold is. But that's like the last thing everybody wants to do right now. Everybody wants to like hit the magic, the Zillow button or the opposite button. Or they want to hit the button that brings all these new people in. When in reality, you should be focusing on the people you already have. Yep. As opposed to going out and creating new people. And that's actually a really good analogy because that's what we're doing. We already have really good people that we know, like, and trust and know, like, and trust us. And they fit let's, our culture and everything. Yeah, yep. their core value fits. So let's focus on them first before we go external. Okay, so there's a couple different models that you saw when researching showing agents. And again, being very clear, we don't, we have not implemented a model yet. I've tried in the past and failed. Okay, that was that was a while ago, yeah? It was, yes. Um, and so we don't have it now, um, but like we found with the ISA model that we've tried for years and years and years and years and never had real success with until very recently, um, I think there's a way to do this well that we can make it profitable for us while making it good for the agents and giving a better experience for, for the consumers. It, literally, it's a, it's a three for one. Um, but we don't know exactly what that is yet. So why don't you kind of explain a couple of the models that you, you saw when researching this? Yeah, so I've seen a few different ways to run this. Um, we mastermind on a regular basis within our group locally, and then we have our national mastermind that we do every Monday. Um, if you ever want access to that mastermind, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, I can get you a one-time access. So if you want to kind of see, you probably see my post about these masterminds all the time. But if you want to join one and like, what does this actually look like, feel like, sound like, uh, shoot me a DM. I can get you an invite onto there. So in our mastermind, we talked about this. And there's a, you know, pretty much three different models that I've seen. Uh, one is a paper showing model. And so that's just somebody who's available um, they can just come show properties on an as needed basis. So they're not on staff. They're not on salary. They're just an agent with a license that will show properties for a fee. Um, depending on your market, I've seen that anywhere from like 25 bucks a property up to a hundred bucks a property. Um, you know, your market, right? If you're in, um, you know, New York city, it's probably going to be on the high side. If you're in, you know, a small town in the Midwest, maybe you're, you're getting away with 25 bucks a property. I think that's going to vary depending on the location, um, just because the amount of money somebody needs to make in those different markets is going to vary. Now, are the showing agents responsible for setting up things like the PEDS or uh, calling and, and scheduling the appointment? And so it could vary from yep. team to team. Uh, but I think in a an ideal scenario, the way when we run ours, when we get to that point is initially you've got the lead agent or the buyer's agent who is getting the ball rolling. They're doing the initial consultation with the client. And then at that point, they're introducing who that showing agent is. I personally like letting go and letting the showing agent go be the showing agent. You stay being the buyer agent, let them be the showing agent. Um, but there's times you just need it. I mean, even within our team, Lately, I've seen posts like almost every day. Hey, can somebody show two places for me in Carlsbad? Hey, can somebody show one for me in Santee? Like, we're seeing that pretty commonly on yep. our team. So that's a good scenario where like that spot filler can come in, right? Just when there's that unique spot where maybe you just have too much that day, or you're sick, you're out of town, or whatever, you just need somebody to like be a spot fill in for you. That's where that straight fee per showing can come in handy. Um, I know when I've done it in the past, I typically pay 50 per property with a minimum of 100. So 100 if, properties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my license. I don't license even think there's quick. 100 properties for sale in San Diego. I'll show right them now. if they're not for sale. <laughs> uh, this one here is a house. Yeah. So I've, I, that, when I've done that, when I've needed help, if I'm out of town, that's what I've traditionally done is 50 a property. 
and then a minimum of 100. Because if you're going to like stop your day, you're going to take the time to like go to the office, print stuff for me, make the calls, get in the car, drive somewhere, drive back. Like, I mean, I, I, I just feel bad if I paid anything less than that. So, yep. I mean, for me personally, that's what I've done. If you show three, it's 150. If you show five, it's 250. If you show one, it's 100. If you show two, it's 100. Um, but it, 50 bucks property with a minimum of 100 is what I've done um, for like spot fill-ins. I cool. think that's a fair number. Sounds fair. That, may, that moves the needle. Because if you're just showing one property, that's probably going to take about an hour to an hour and a half of your day. So that's not bad money. I no. mean, and it's straight. Um, IRS hopefully isn't listening. It's just straight cash. So That is 50, reported, therefore, on yeah, taxes. Yeah, 50 of, straight cash. Well, you don't have 1099 somebody if it's under a certain number. 600. So. Um, yeah. As far as like what is that person doing, uh, Brian mentioned PEED, which is the uh, form that needs to be signed before a buyer sees a home because of coronavirus. So in California, it's called a PEED, P-E-A-D. That's obviously going to be different in different markets. So traditionally, yeah, the showing agent is the one who's scheduling the showings. They're getting whatever disclosures filled out in advance of the showing. Um, they're providing the feedback after the showing. And, and communicating with the client and everything. The client, with the agent, they're, they're that, uh, that bridge between the two. Um, yeah, that's I've a great seen, value add. Yeah. yeah. I've seen other models where it's a straight percentage. We can go the opposite direction. So where this person is just getting a percentage of the commission. So, hey, Brian, um, I want you to meet the Smith family. I love this is what they're looking for. I need you to go show those properties for me. And now you're the one who's showing, but I'm, I let go. Now you start, you find the properties for them. You show the properties. You give me the feedback. Once it's time for them to write an offer, it's coming back to me. And then I step back in. But in this scenario, I'm out of the way, right? I meet with them. I get them to sign our buyer broker or our VIP agreement. And then I get out of the way. I turn it over. You do your job. Go find them the property and come back. Say, hey, Kyle, we found it. This is the one they want. I step in and I write and negotiate that contract. Um, they will still stay involved. So when it comes to going to like if there's an appraisal that needs to be attended or a home inspection or anything along those lines, that person will still go do the running around. Because the reason to do this is that it allows that buyer's agent or me to be in multiple places, right? So that I can focus on the clients I'm focused on. If let's just say I'm focused on the listing side, but I've got buyers, I get buyers to sign the agreement and then I send you out. Now I'm duplicating myself. But now instead of like, let's just say I'm a solo agent, I'm not running a team. Now, instead of having to hire a buyer's agent and give them 50% of the commission to go show properties for me, now all I got to do is give them maybe 5%, 10%, whatever you negotiate, right? Again, that's, that's between you and your showing agent. But now instead of giving up 50, I'm giving up 10 because I did a lot of the work. I generated the lead. I you know, converted Cultivated the lead the into an appointment. I converted the appointment into a signed agreement, and now I'm letting you go. So you didn't have to do any work. All you got to do is just show houses. Find them one, and you get 10%. In our market, that's like 15, 20, uh, 15, 20 grand GCI on average. So you're making 1,500 bucks, two grand. So I mean, if you could do three or four of those a month for me, you're not, you're not mad because you have no risk, and yep. you're making you know, 50, 60 grand a year. Like That's not bad money. Yeah. That's, that's good money. But you have zero risk. But I'm happy because now all I had to do is pay you 50 or 60 grand for the whole year. If I had you on a 50-50 split, I'd have paid you 50 grand in a month, yep. right? So this allows you, again, to be in more places at once, but it also allows you to make a whole lot more money in the process if you're the agent utilizing the showing agent. And now I want to make sure that we're really clear on this too. The showing agents in, in these these two and the third model we're going to talk about, they're all licensed agents. It have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's technically they don't have to be licensed, but what they can do is so freaking limited. Like, 
they can't have a lockbox card or key or whatever. So you have to get codes from the listing agent. Here in San Diego, we call them a one-day code. So they've got to call the listing agent, get that code just for the one day so they can get access. Every single listing, they got to get these special codes, which half the agents, listing agents don't even know how to generate these one-day codes. Then when you get to the property, all they can do is open the door. They can't really like give an opinion about anything. They can just like hand the client an MLS sheet and read what's on the MLS sheet and nothing else. So they can't really like give much value and the client's going to ask questions. What do you think about this? What should we have? Like, unless it's on that sheet of paper, they can't say a damn word. So, so that's, it that's just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. They really need to be licensed. And I think this is a really good role. If somebody's new in the business, but wants to get some experience, and do this for a year or two, like this could be a really good way for you to work your way into the business is you're getting comfortable. You're learning how to do searches for properties. You're learning how to show homes. You're learning how to identify wants and needs and all of that. Um, but again, you don't have the risk. You're, like, you're yep. going to get a, a pretty consistent income doing this. Now, in this situation, um, obviously, if you are a, a high producer, you're going to have plenty of business to give this person. Um, Ideally. If, if you're not to that point yet, do you recommend you split it with someone? Do you do you yeah, bring it so, on as a team? So there's a third way uh, as far as the comp, and then we'll talk about that part. Okay, cool. The third way is to have somebody on a salary, so they've got a nice base, and then you could pay either a flat fee or a percentage for each deal. So I've seen teams run that both ways. So you have a, a salary that's a reasonable salary to cover the bills, right, so that somebody can live their life because maybe that straight – 10% doesn't work for somebody because if nothing closes that month, they make no money. That might not work for some people. Yep. So you might be better off running with a base, but now instead of maybe giving 10%, maybe you give 5% because you're giving a base of, again, let's make up numbers, 40 grand. So maybe you go 40 grand plus 5%. Now somebody's got a, a consistent flow of income. So now this becomes more attractive to that new agent who wants to learn the ropes because they're going to make 40 grand just for showing up. Now they, and then they have the opportunity to make another 5%. So now instead of being able to make an extra five grand a month, maybe it's 2,500 a month, but they got that nice base of two grand a month. So they're more comfortable. Yep. So there's a higher floor in that model, but a lower ceiling because they're yep. getting 5% versus 10%. Gotcha. Um, one of my buddies is running at 8%. He shoots in the middle. Um, so that's another way to do it. So you can kind of go the flat fee per showing or you could go a straight percentage of GCI, or you could even go a flat fee plus a percentage or a flat fee plus a per deal bonus. Okay. So those are kind of three different ways to run it. Um, as far as what, where you were kind of leading to is that in the beginning, maybe the spot showing agent is enough. Maybe you don't have that much business. So just somebody could fill in every once in a while for you, maybe that works. So you can kind of start there. Then you get to that next step and you're like, okay, this isn't working. I got too many clients and you don't have the availability because um, they're probably, if somebody's doing spot showings, they're probably doing it for a lot of agents. Well, now you're sharing with maybe five agents, 10 agents, and now this person's not available and you need them. So at some point that's not going to work for you anymore. So then you could either hire somebody yourself or if you need again to bridge a gap, maybe you and I decide, hey, I got, I'm, you know, I just got too many showings right now. I need a little help. I, mean, I know that you're real busy and you need a little help. Why don't we go in on showing agent together and now you and I share that person and so I'll pay them 20 and you pay them 20 grand and then any of the deals they close for me I'll give them 5% any deals they close for you, you give them 5% so you could just share a showing agent because the good thing with a showing agent is it's not a they're not involved with this client long term right it's not like they 
take it as a lead. They got to nurture it for a year or two. Like once you get a buyer who signs an agreement with you, like they're usually an escrow within one to three months, ideally. Yeah. So this is cool. Like you can have somebody come in, learn, churn them. Um, I don't like putting people in positions like this that want to be an ISA or an assistant. I don't want to churn and burn them because especially for an ISA, there's a ramp up. It takes time to build a, a pipeline. But as a showing agent, you don't have to build that pipeline. So this is actually a really good way for somebody who's newer to get their feet wet, get some experience. Um, so you could start out where you and I share. And then eventually we're going to get to point like, hey, Brian, I'm just, I've got so many showings. Like I'm ready to just hire this person myself. And now I take them full time and you, you hire your own full time or wherever you're at in your business. Cool. So you could kind of start out on the spot showing. Then you could share that person um, with another agent and then eventually hire your own. There's your progression. Cool. Makes sense. I don't think I have anything else on that. Tom, I know there's a, I see you've been chatting with people on the Facebook group. Anything to note? Oh, yeah, we haven't been asked in seven minutes. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's all good. Cool. I let them know. I'll post it up in the group. All right. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of that. If you did, if you are watching us on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it if you can uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, and the little notification bell so you get updated of future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review, that would mean the world to us. So really appreciate that. And then before we wrap today, Brian, want to talk about our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us? Domino's Pizza. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not called um, Domino's Pizza anymore. It's just Domino's. I'm just, I don't, I don't, that's not my widget. Well, anyway. Brian's phone, he had Domino's on his home screen. So it tells you a little bit about Brian. No, it's a story. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So um, the app that I have, it's an iPhone app and I'm sure it's on Android too, um, will automat will give you free automatic backup for your photos. Now I, I pay for iCloud. I pay for Google Photos. I pay for Dropbox. Um, which I'm going to get rid of a few of these. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm adamant about having as, as much backed up as possible. You never know when you're going to lose something, when something's going to get broken or corrupted. Um, so having multiple backups is huge. But this one just came out from Amazon. Amazon has an app now, Amazon Photos, where you can do free upload or f you can upload your photos and have unlimited photo storage for free. Uh, it has a limit on video storage, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to upload them at first. But um, make it sound so appealing. No, but I mean, you you upload it overnight. You turn your phone upside down. You're good to go. Um, but it, it was it's something that's that's new, and I'm I'm utilizing it for just now. Th this is the first time I've actually thought, what are the what's their game plan here? I'm curious what they're going to use if they're going to use any uh, uh you know machine learning to see what what i'm taking photos of to what, amazon to, machine learning to, you know, never to send me certain ads or if it's gonna analyze screenshots that's the first time i've really thought about it in this situation but also i don't care if if they know that i have a four-year-old and they send me photos or they send me ads for birthday gifts for a four-year-old i'm okay with that i gotta buy them anyway <laughs> so anyways amazon photos app that's my widget Cool. I'm going to go the app route as well. Uh, this is an app that I've downloaded a couple years ago. That's something just to help build a little uh, investment portfolio for yourself without any effort at all. Um, and what's cool about this one is that every time I go, say I go buy a Starbucks and it's $4.36, what it'll do is just debit my card for 
or the extra 64 cents, depending on how you set it up. If it's two separate cards or the same, but whatever. It rounds up. Every time you make a purchase, it'll round up the difference. And it'll take that 64 cents and put it into an account for you. And I've been on this for a few years now, and I'm sitting on like $3,000. Just by like 20 cents here, 60 cents there, 30 cents here, you know, 90 cents there. Sitting on thousands of dollars. And that's pretty cool. And then what it'll do too is you could choose to invest it into different uh, types of like stocks or portfolios, which is cool. So now that money can go in there and hey, hopefully you've had a good year like we've had the last year. And now the value could also increase. So you're not only like just building up spare change into this account, but you're also letting it grow with the market. So it's called Acorns, A-C-O-R-N-S, um, Acorns, really cool. And hey, if you sign up, probably got an affiliate code for it so dm me and we'll both make <laughs> a little money in the process <laughs> um so yeah acorns is cool it's it's nice i know thomas who's uh producing the show he's got a few thousand bucks sitting in his account as well just from 30 cents here 60 cents there so it's a pretty cool service neat awesome well i really appreciate you tuning into the show today i hope you got a ton of value out of it want to thank you so much for watching this episode of the whistle way podcast see you guys next week